Where do Alexander Barkov and Sam Reinhardt rank in the Selkie Trophy race? We discuss this and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Friday, December 8th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. You can follow this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And don't forget to smash that like button on the YouTube. And also, if Lockdown Panthers was one of your top podcasts on Spotify rap for the year calendar year of 2023, feel free to share that with us uh, on, on the socials on either X or on Instagram as well. So the Florida Panthers break their three-game home losing streak against the Dallas Stars with a 5-4 victory over the Dallas Stars on TNT, but it is a Friday, which is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. And it's been a little while since we have done a uh, Fairbanks Friday edition with the holiday and last week being with the travel and all. But Nick, it's great to have you back and it's great for us doing a podcast together once again, my friend. I missed you, dude. <laughs> it's great to be back. I missed you as well. Uh, but the boys are playing better. Uh, they're mostly healthy. And, uh, you know, going into uh, the next holiday here, uh, all we can hope is that they continue to play well and uh, stay healthy. No no doubt. And and with, with, the, with the Panthers on, on Wednesday night against the Dallas Stars, man, we, we spoke about how how the Panthers were, were, were the issues where the Dallas Stars were, what were, were odd man rushes and that's something that we really saw really towards the latter uh, middle part of the first period i mean when you think about how this game started with the six six nothing shot on goals with uh the dallas stars and then it, it's funny because the first period was really the only first um the only period in the game where it was one team had a, a consecutive uh shots on goal over and over again and then trading uh four or five chances in a row and but then the last two periods were really when it, they were starting to like alternate the possession. But even even when the Florida Panthers scored on their first uh, first uh, goal by Evan Rodriguez, great stretch by Nico Mikola mm-hmm. and all on their pretty bad pinch by Ryan Suter there. But there was a little bit of a of, of a lull with the with the shots on goal. Things started to settle down and all. But man, the the Florida Panthers really that this was this was a game full of puck retrieval and for checking and a lot i usually sometimes in a game we'll, we'll be lucky to see one goal what that a shot is missed goes off the end board and then a rebound from that from the boards but we saw multiple times uh that <laughs> on on wednesday night and we saw the florida panthers especially in their first three goals the first three goals out of their five they were going towards the blocker side of jake ottinger they were really exposing that that front as far as the the as far as the Dallas Stars and even the Panthers, they survived a line change uh, for the Dallas Stars going into the third period. Uh, Jamie Ben was going up on that top line, Jason Robertson out and all. But even before that, that Robertson um, Robertson hints Pavelski line. 
outshot attempted three to um three to eleven and shots on goal zero to five. So Panthers really sur- survived that. Uh, but this it, this goes without the we have to mention the top line nine points total. Uh, for 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 Rodriguez, Reinhardt, and Barkov. Evan Rodriguez, a four-point night, uh, second time this season that he's had that. Uh, Sam Reinhardt gets on the score sheet again, only one behind Brock Besser, Barkov with two. But even the second line, even though they only had two points on the night, man, that, that line was firing early. For Hey, got shit, six shots on goal as well. Man, the, the top two lines, that was that that was really the, the story of the game. What were your biggest takeaways from Wednesday night? Well, I think I'd be remiss to say that Florida usually dominates uh, the first couple minutes of a game, uh, like out shooting the opponent, maybe eight, nine to one. And Bobrovsky and or uh, Stolarz lets in the first goal, and it's completely deflating. Opposite happened in this game, which I was very happy to see, uh, especially with that pass from Mikola over to Rodriguez, who I'm very happy is now starting to come out of the slump. He looks like he's getting his confidence back. He's playing a little bit better, but um, it just feels good to be on the other side of that um, and being able to not only play with one of the best teams in the league, but one of the heaviest teams in the league. Uh, they had some pretty big boys on that team and uh, Florida didn't back down from it, but um you know, both teams traded chances. No team was ever out of it, which, you know, I was kind of sitting on one butt cheek uh, during the latter part of the third period because I'm like, yeah, Dallas came back. Okay, Barkoff scores a fluky goal. Okay, let's is Dallas going to tie this up and we're going to have a really, uh, you know, exciting end of the game. But luckily, Florida was uh, able to pot another one and just put the game away. But I will say this, um, you know, it was good to have them back home and actually um, win one for once. You know, yeah. it's it's been a little while. It's 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 been quite a bit, but hey, uh, thankfully there was that uh, road trip in Eastern Canada that that had the Florida Panthers in a in a positive trajectory. And yeah, uh, the Barkoff goal, like nobody knew where that puck was except Barkoff there, and then that sharp angle shot that one of the two one of the later ones that actually went towards uh, Ottinger's uh, glove side. But also the the give and go with him and 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 Reinhardt and and just <laughs> back and forth playing catch. Like like we said, the top two line, the the second line for um for the Dallas Stars, the Marchment, uh Matt Duchesne line, Tyler Sagan, that was the best defensive line, and the Panthers really exposed them on on the yep. night, and and they it, it, they looked like the Edmonton Oilers there a little bit. I know the Edmonton Oilers are are uh, on a on a winning streak right now, but man, from when we saw the Edmonton Oilers, that's yeah. kind of what it looked like there for the Panthers, and really. Uh, for me, I, I thought this game was won, even though the Panthers uh, did eventually go up five to three when they scored 24 seconds in for Hagee, um, for Hagee on on a little bit of a of, of a rush there as well. Sam Bennett gets to him as well, but man, you you gotta you gotta give a lot of credit to to everybody around. It was almost a six, 60 minute performance, not quite, but it but it but for the most part, it was there. And and the Panthers they survived the, they they got this with only having one power play goal. I know the crowd was a little restless at times. Matthew Kachuk getting hit up high as well. Kevin Stenlin as well. But for, for the Panthers, it, it, it the you got to give them a lot of credit when they were up five to three, the foot was not off the gas on the night. No. And, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned the second line and you did it just before too, but I thought that was probably their best uh, game of the season collectively together. Um, I know Tuchuk didn't score, but Bennett was flying out there. He was causing havoc, you know, doing his usual antics after the whistle. Uh, to, yep, exactly. 
Uh, and, you know, you had to Chuck, who was playing his game. He looked like he was back in the Eastern Conference final. Again, you know, getting the pucks below the line and making things happen. And the Verhage does what he does best is that he puts the puck in the back of the net. So um, it's good to see that the first line and second line were clicking. Third line and the fourth line, uh, they did have some chances. I know Lundell had a few chances, but, um, you know, I thought they played pretty well uh, defensively, which, you know, they didn't a lot. They didn't. Al- allow a lot of chances but um you know it came down to the end of the game where florida would just you know they stacked it up and they blocked every shot in the final minute um so that bobrovsky didn't really have to sweat it too much yeah and 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 the panthers uh as well that even though even though they went on a pretty good streak of not allowing uh goals on the pk they allowed two on on the night three in the last two games and the the one that Bob uh, would like to have back on on the on the shot from Thomas Harley from the point yeah. where he thought he, it was going to be redirected, but Thomas Harley for the Stars was noticeable because uh, Bob was trying to stretch pass to uh, Evan Rodriguez and, and and Thomas Harley intercepts that in the neutral zone and then he scores later on in the game. I was like, damn it! <laughs> so when 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 you when you when you see when you see that happen as well, and also two former Panthers uh, scoring as well, but both second power play units uh for the florida panthers and the dallas stars uh scored on the night uh as well so so that's uh one thing of note for for this one this one as as the panthers they they went up against a heavyweight and they and they won won the battle and it just proves goes to show that you can in fact battle with the big boys i mean we knew that when they went to stanley cup final but it reassures that the um in in game number 25 of the season but we're going to transition over to segment number two where we're going to discuss where the where sam reinhardt and alexander barkoff rank as far as their race for the selkie trophy we're going to discuss that and more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast today's episode is brought to you by ebay motors and passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led lights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Back on this second segment here on this Wednesday, December 8th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. A little bit of news in the Florida Panthers, uh, in the world of the Florida Panthers, is Panthers 2022 sixth round pick Josh Davies has signed his entry level contract. Uh, a little bit of what he's doing in the in the WHL this season. He is fourth on the on the team for the Portland Winterhawks in points. And one thing, if you have watched development camp or even prospect or, or rookie showcase, is 
This man is a grinder. He gets in front of the net, dirty areas, and is not afraid to drop the gloves. So great, big congratulations to Josh Davies on signing his uh, entry-level deal, which will start uh, next season. So big congratulations to him. But uh, Nick, I want to, I want to discuss uh, about this, uh, this one post that thankfully was shared by the GOAT of Florida Panthers Twitter, uh, David Rodriguez, uh, the, the other day on the metric that where Alexander Barkov and Sam Reinhart rank as far as top defensive forwards in the NHL. And we spoke about, we spoke about all about their five on five numbers. And yeah, Sam Reinhart is definitely doing uh, doing it on both ends. But this post that he had from the athletic, which funny enough, the third person in this, uh, in this ranking was Tyler Sagan, who the Florida Panthers just saw on Wednesday night, but Alexander Barkov and Sam Reinhart are both number one and two in as far, as far as rating, as far as that just, just goes to show the, how, much they build together and to think that this was a unit that was struggled to to fit last season and 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 we got also got to give credit to Paul Reese as as far as that because of not giving up on on that on that pair too uh what are you thinking about what do you think about as far as uh where Barkoff and Reinhardt rank together as far as defensive rating well, now that Patrice Bergeron is retired and playing in alumni games up in Boston, I think it's safe to say Barkoff is exactly where we expect him to be. However, I didn't expect him to be this damn dominant. I mean, you know, you look at the numbers and everything, and he is just, he is a madman on both ends of the ice. You know, he's creating, you know, plays in the offensive zone. But again, we always talk about the little things that he does on the defensive side. Um, he's been more active and his presence has been felt more this season than I think in any other season defensively. You just see him back checking furiously. He's hitting. All right. He, mm -hmm. He's not letting up. He's hitting guys and he's making sure that, you know, the team is making the right plays. And, you know, I think it helps to have Sam Reithardt on his wing because he knows he can get him the puck and he will do the right thing. He won't try to extend a play by himself. If he doesn't have a play, he's going to dump it down deep so they can get a change. Um, you know, it's just it's a very smart pairing that uh, Maurice put together. But um, to say that they were one and two, I never would have predicted that. Uh, I'm very happy for Sam Reinhardt and his contract number. Yeah. It, you know, it's kind of like uh, cryptocurrency right now. It's like Bitcoin. It just keeps going up. Yeah. And uh, the... the the value is only going high, and if you're Sam Reinhardt's camp, I think you want to test the market. It, 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 yeah, you are definitely testing the market for for sure. And other defensive forwards that that uh, they are a little ahead on, against Mika Zibanejad, Tivo Tervainen, Wild Bill, William Carlson, uh, Chris <laughs> Ryder. Uh, those are other uh, guys that uh, that those two are ahead of. They are one and two, crazy to think as well. But I do want to share a clip with you guys on whatever Rodriguez said about the Panthers defense uh, as far, as far as him playing alongside those two guys. Yeah. That's where offense comes from. Um, you know, you catch teams trying to cut through the middle or make plays. And when you turn it over, you know, I, how many goals are scored off turnovers? It's usually what you see. You get on men rushes off of that. So um, like I've been saying, not cheating the game, you know, letting the team kind of come to us and, just pouncing on the, those turnovers, and um, and then when we get in the ozone, just hanging on the pucks, wearing teams down, and I think those of our those are kind of our two focuses, and uh, we've done a really good job of that. 
the 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 thing I take away from that statement is the Panthers' ability to be patient and and this is one thing that Randy Moeller talks about a lot, especially in the broadcast and especially when the team is on the penalty kill. The Panthers are not caught out of position. And and that's and that's really what it comes down to, and and even with Sam Reinhart and, and Paul Bissonnette had a had a breakdown of 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 Sam Reinhart in in the in the pan, in the Panther zone on on battling in the corners taking taking away the time and space and and, and all and and we we really we we are really seeing a, a a line that's really been a force for for this team and I mean. Yeah, one the, the biggest highlight play that we we have probably seen as far as defense turning into offense in transition was, was what happened last week when Barkov mm-hmm. had that uh breakaway uh goal against the Canadians, but that's just that's just one of many, but it, it just goes to show the patience level that this as a co- this group as a collective truly has. It does. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned that, you know, Sam Reinhardt is able to position himself to take away time and space. And those are the little things that, you know, we're kind of talking about, you know, that you don't really see in a score sheet. You're not going to see maybe in statistics, you know, like with the um, analytics and everything. But you just those little things do add up because the other team has to adjust with how you're playing them. If they're playing aggressive and they know that they can take it to the Panthers. Well, the Panthers are right there to counter that right away. And then you have like a, you know, odd man rush two on one, three on two, or maybe even a three on one. Um, And that's what they're set up to do. They're set up to not only stop you either at the blue line, but they're going to win those battles along the boards and below the blue line or the red line. Sorry. And, you know, that's exactly what Paul Maurice wants. You know, Paul Maurice wants a tough, game like he'll he's perfectly say perfectly okay with playing the dump and chase game as long as they're winning puck battles and they're allowing the uh offensive team or the other team to choke and give up the puck so um it's worked perfectly so far uh set for almost a calendar year now i'm gonna say mm-hmm. uh let's hope it continues and um Let's just hope that Florida can take advantage of more of those mistakes because I know that there's one particular player right now on the roster that people are concerned about that they shouldn't be because once it goes through one or two of them, uh, I'm going to say about 20 or 30 are going to go through. It, it could possibly be game over. And if you guys are – and if, if, if you – I'm just going to say the name. Yes, Matthew Kachuk is, is definitely <laughs> on, on, on that on – that. Not not having the offensive production, which I'm going to give myself a little bit of a shameless plug here. Uh, if you guys want to check out my article on Matthew Kachuk from the Hockey News, uh, I, I did write an article today uh, on Matthew Kachuk and his concern level or lack thereof concern level for for his lack of goal production as he broke his uh, 10-game goalless drought on Saturday against the New York Islanders. And one thing he cares about and one thing only, win, win win as and the panthers think about think about that song that the of the emirate bank arena plays every time the panthers win just think about that song win 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 that's all that matters that really all that's really all that matters i mean to to say that he hasn't played that well this year is an understatement i mean he's not putting up the the stats that he did but the team is still found other ways to win and they had the identity set from the onset where they're just gonna shut it down I mean, without mm-hmm. Ekblad, without Montour, they're number one and number two in most defensive statistics, and that's without a lot of scoring. Imagine mm-hmm. he starts scoring, Barkov starts putting the puck in more, uh, Bennett's going to start scoring more, 
hopefully the third line starts doing something because I'm starting to like really like chip away at that. And I, I really want that line kind of disbanded a little bit. Um, but, you know, that might be a topic for another show uh, if it happens or if it doesn't happen. But I think slowly but surely we're going to start peeling back those layers and you're going to see more of a complete team. And Matthew to Chuck is going to be a big part of that. Yeah, and and thankfully, when it comes to going back to the Panthers and shutting it down defensively, thankfully, they put themselves in that situation because more often they have gone into third periods with leads instead of trailing. And and, and going back to what happened on Monday, on on Wednesday, excuse me, the Dallas Stars are kind of comeback kings in, in the mm -hmm. NHL so far this season. And the Panthers definitely weathered that storm. So a little bit of going back to what happened. So so credit credit to the Panthers on eliminating that and holding on uh, for most mostly this season they're 11 0 and 1 when leading going into the third period so that is something worth noting for for <laughs> but we're going to transition over to segment number three where we are going to preview tonight's game between the florida panthers and the pittsburgh penguins as they welcome Sidney crosby and company to town we're going to discuss that more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And I know we come to sports to escape from some of the re um, crazy realities in real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, I'll repronounce that, right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can imagine a more helpless feeling than if you or a family member get sick while a supply chain issue keeps, kept, keeps your loved ones from life-saving medication that they need. Thankfully, your family will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, cystitis, uh, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Third and final segment here on this Friday, excuse, Friday, December 8th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, Florida Panthers, Pittsburgh Penguins, one of three matchups this season between the Florida Panthers and the, and the Penguins. And these two teams obviously are so interconnected from last season. After everything that happened, thank you, Chicago Blackhawks, once again. And and this uh, franchise, the, the, they were not happy with uh, not making the postseason. GM, um, GM change and, a and the change to the roster, bringing in Eric Carlson, Kyle Dubas is in. And there's, weirdly, questions on, on if the uh, Penguins don't make the playoffs again. And, uh, what do they do with Mike Sullivan, which... If, if that man gets fired today, he will get a job just like that. So honestly, it would be a big mistake in my opinion if 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 they do let him go. But 
But for this Penguins team, the big, 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 big talking point is what's going on with special teams for, for the Penguins. They're, they're <laughs> five on five. Their numbers are outstanding. Sidney Crosby, we at five on five, one of the best in the NHL, even on the power play, even. But man, what what a a, a a rough start for the power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And this is coming where they're get, actually getting goaltending. When we looked at that contract from Tristan Jari in the offseason, I think a lot of fan bases collectively were just saying, ooh, when, when seeing that contract due to the injuries and inconsistent play. But he's been the least of the Penguins' issues this season. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list power play one for the Penguins. Malkin, Crosby, Gensel, Latang, Carlson. Hmm. When you look at those names, I think of puck dominant players on a power on a power play. And yeah, they're a little older. The, this is a group that's a little older. But and and the conversation has been why do, why don't these guys get split up? And and hasn't happened yet for 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 these guys. Uh but these guys rely on being on the puck and when you have five of those guys out there there also tends to be time to overthink things too how are you viewing how the penguins uh power play which their power play percentage is at a 9.5 9.9% 30th in the league and they have given up almost as many shorthanded goals this season as they have scored on the power play so not great for the penguins so a couple things come to mind. Number one, I am one of those people that kind of like, ooh, Trish Jari, that contract. It's going to turn out that way, to be honest, because uh, yeah. I honestly view him standing on his head right now. But then when the Penguins start to turn it around, they get their power play going. He's going to be letting everything in. So um, it's just going to be the tale of uh, Pittsburgh for the last season and a half. But I think of another thing to go with their power play. I don't think it was broken. You had Chris Letang, you had Crosby, you had Malkin, you had Gensel. They were fine. You had Eric Carlson into the mix, uh, somebody who's supposed to be a superior power play quarterback. What does that do? It starts diminishing uh, Chris Letang. It's, it'll diminish mm -hmm. uh, Crosby and Malkin, what they're trying to do, because they have to get used to how he wants to do it. And he probably wants to hold on to the puck most of the time. And unfortunately, they just haven't found a way. And I wonder if uh, Sullivan's just keeping them together and say, hey, you guys need to figure this out. You know, you guys are the, probably the best or if not generally generationally the best players uh, over the last 20 years. And you guys need to put this together because, you know, if I can put the second unit out and they start scoring, then what do I need you guys for? Um, you know, we're playing great five on five. But, you know, if we can't get the power play going, then, you know, why did we bring Carlson in? He's a defensive liability. He was supposed to you know, make their power play scary. Not so much. They're over 34. And their last, uh, I think, five, six games. Mm -hmm. It's just, you think Florida's got problems? Pittsburgh has a huge mole mountain to climb. And and going back to your your point, before they added Carlson, they were middle of the pack on 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 the power play. And yeah, on paper, you're thinking, wow, they're they were sixteenth. That can only go up, right? This is a one hundred point defenseman coming into the mix who won his third Norris Trophy, correct? <laughs> Not not so yeah. much for for that, and and you know it 
it, it, it's also just the nature of the sport of hockey. It, it went putting a lot of superstars together in one doesn't, doesn't necessarily doesn't guarantee success. It, it, it really has, when we say complete team effort and what lines one through four and pair and, 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 and the, the deep pairings too, it, it really, it's, it really co- comes down to, to that as well. So really, really, it, it's it just hasn't hasn't worked out for uh pittsburgh as, as well and here's the weird it, it's this is the weird thing too about the metro that i just noticed today this is going in today and to, into today before thursday night's um scores go final second place and seventh are only separated by four points too pittsburgh has been a disaster on the power play and yet they're still in in striking distance for for the division and uh and this is kind of, and when you look at Carolina, uh, number two, <laughs> goaltending has been a nightmare. And even even after the game, the Panthers, uh, Panthers, uh, stars, forty one seconds into Edmonton Oilers, Carolina Hurricanes, Edmonton scores twice in forty one seconds. So uh, that that Metro Division for Pittsburgh, despite all their struggles, still very wide open. They're eleven, eleven, and three. So right at five hundred. So still time. But I mean, I'm not I'm not a Pens fan, so I don't know where my panic meter would be if I were there. But if I were, I would say six. If you're a Penguins fan, what, what's your what's your panic meter at? It's a good point to make, and uh, you know, I know a lot of the fans, and you know, you see on Twitter, you see on social media, you know, the hockey boards. Um, you know, they, some fans want Sullivan gone. They think he's the problem. He's the one that's holding them back. And, you know, it's his style that he he's, you know, trying to preach to them and they're just not listening anymore. Um, have you seen half your team? They're like over 35 on the wrong side of 35 and you expect them to play with the same energy and the same vigor that they had when they were younger or when they were winning the cups. It's not, it's not the same. Um, I just think Pittsburgh is on a downward trend and they made this trade to kind of extend their little window that they had. But you know what, when you lose to Chicago and miss the playoffs and then you go into opening night and you lose to Chicago again, I don't know. You got to kind of look yourself in the mirror. You know, Um, I really don't see Pittsburgh actually. I, I, I can't remember if I had them in the playoffs or not, but I don't think I did. Um, I think I they're going to miss again this year. I I had I had them there, and, but I did not have the Washington Capitals being in a in a better position than than <laughs> yeah. the Penguins. I was not expecting the Capitals to just be uh, so great defensively, despite their lack of scoring from Alexander Ovechkin as well. Yep, and I'm just like, you're like scratching your head. Think, um, and looking at this, I'm like, wow. Uh, so, and all their issues with uh, of getting Kuznetsov as well, and what his future <laughs> is looking like, and all all their all their Backstrom. In, in, injuries to Backstrom as well. So I'm 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 very I'm pretty shocked that Washington is actually ahead uh, than Pittsburgh. No, and and that's the thing is I think you also see that one team is definitely uh, decided to alter its identity a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. The Capitals, they know that they're on the other side as well, but they're going to play more defensively. Um, you know, they have some younger guys that are coming up that are actually starting to play well. Pittsburgh, 
uh, we're going to still go with the old guys and hopefully, you know, we have one more rodeo uh, to go with them, but they haven't really been able to clamp down on what they want to be this season. You know, they think just bringing Carlson in, it's going to fix everything. Guy's terrible at defense, but he's supposed to help your power play. Well, how's that going for you? Um, and same thing with the Panthers and same thing with the Hurricanes. Um, I don't know what's going on with them. I know you said it was the goaltending, but I think there's something going on there. Like they're not the same team right now. They're mm-hmm. not dominating people. They're getting dominated. And, um, you know, I don't see their top guns coming to play, mm-hmm. you know, so who who knows? Maybe it's going to be the Rangers year this year to run away with the Metro. And maybe, maybe this will allow teams like t- Detroit um, and maybe maybe Ottawa to sneak into the playoffs this year. I'm not uh, giving Buffalo anything. No. Yeah. There's still, there's still a lot of time for Ottawa with their games in hand, but with the Rangers, Jonathan quick looks to be back. Uh, yes, sir. Did not think that that was going to happen after the, the last few seasons that he had with the Los Angeles Kings, which the Kings are a wagon. My goodness. They're, they're, they're fun. And I, I think they're about to be 11 and O on the, on the road to start the season. My goodness. So what, what, a, what, a ter- what, 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 what a fun team as, as well out, out, out West. But Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Another successful Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you online. My friend. Thanks for having me on again, Armando, and everybody. You can follow me on X at Prudentia Zero. Look forward to speaking with all of you and uh, chirping a lot of uh, Maple Leafs fans over the last couple of days because they don't like how their year ended up last year. And I put up a picture of um, my favorite moment of the year, and they're not liking it too much. So, anyways, if I don't hear from any of you guys, I hope you have a safe holiday season, Armando. If we don't have another show before christmas or any other holiday um i do want to wish you the best thank you and uh one more note before we sign off um the sharks have more regulation wins than the leafs so that's that's uh, <laughs> i want to put that out there so <laughs> so they, here's the question did they win tonight uh yes in overtime against detroit so <laughs> that's that's a good way to end it so the if you're listening on the youtube uh you will see nick's reaction to, to that for sure but if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the locked on nhl network including locked on nhl locked on fantasy hockey flip livingstone and Rodin, and locked on nhl prospects Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>